This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. You're very welcome to a brand new week of Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. On the name of God, did we ever come through such a weekend in our lives? The wind, the rain. What could you do but sit in and make tea and eat and get fat and watch television and stuff like that? Mind you, I went out yesterday for a walk with the dog. Oh, in the name of St. Christopher, I was soaked to the skin. Do you remember when you used to go to school and you'd get soaked and you'd be sitting at the desk and the steam would be rising? From your trousers. Well, that's the way I was yesterday when I got back with the dog. Oh, holy God almighty. But it felt great, I have to say. Anyway, hope you had a nice week and we're ready to go with a brand new week of late lunch. And we're starting with a man that I just have the greatest of time for. Anytime he joins me, I actually go home afterwards and I'm truly uplifted. Mr. Keith Barry, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm really good, Keith. Thanks for joining me again. I see, I see, you're still in the shed. I'm looking at you. You're still in, in, in base camp. Yeah, I'm still uh, trapped in the cabin, as it were, but I'm just about to break out very shortly, as you know. So I, I think I'm the one person that could probably say he's had cabin fever now at this stage from being in this cabin for the last two years. I'm ready to break out, I can tell you, you know. You certainly are, because there's a lot going on. New series on RT, the Keith Barry Experience, recording shortly. Yeah, really excited. You know, I, I, I'll be honest, I didn't know if it was going to happen or not, just given uh, the, the last couple of years that we've had. But yet, yeah, we're uh, starting to record just a couple of weeks now, and it'll air sometime in April on Saturday night. So really excited. Keep our experience number two. Very different than the first one, I might add. A um, lot more story in each episode, a lot more emotion in each episode, and some very exciting, bizarre, weird pieces of magic and illusion, you know? <laughs> sure, that's what we love about you. And- and as well, the tour is back on after so many false starts. And I just want to mention you're coming to the TLT in Drogheda on the 14th of May and close by to us, the Hillgrove Hotel in Monaghan on May the 19th. They're the big dates here in the northeast, but all around the country as well. Tell me this, are people, are they running back out to shows? Are people just dying to get out and see live entertainment again? I think it's a mixed bag, really. I think some people are getting out and about and going to live entertainment, but I think it came as such as a surprise, whatever it was, four weeks ago now, where they were uh, trying, they being the government and, and everybody else trying to petrify us all. And then overnight, they just kind of said, well, that's it, it's over, go about your business. But I think people are habitual. So I think everybody kind of got into the pattern of sitting in on a Friday night and a Saturday night. So I think people are just still uh, getting used to the idea that we can go to venues and so on. But look, I actually just checked ticket sales right before I came on now. 
now. And uh, thanks to a lot of the people around that region, the TLT is almost sold out. So if you want to grab your tickets, I'd say grab them in the next couple of days at least. So I think by the time the tour comes around, which it, it, it feels like a long time, but it's actually just around the corner, as you know, I think when the ma- once the masks go, that's my feeling, Jerry. Once the masks go, I think people will really feel that it's kind of all over. Now, look, everybody has their own opinion and some people will keep the masks on and so on. But I think once the masks go completely from venues is what I mean, I think people then will run to the venues. And uh, I'm really excited just to get on tour and reconnect people emotionally, spiritually, physically. And that's why the, the tour is, of course, called Reconnected, you know? Yeah, it's the perfect name. You've just hit the nail on the head. But I think of the last time we spoke some weeks ago and you were geeing everybody up at the start of the new year saying, come on, we got to, you know, lift the spirits get going etc and as you said then overnight from being in a situation of lockdown and closure and and, uh, really uh, you know a bit of a depression feeling that this thing was going Mm. into another year suddenly like that uh, the, the, the shackles are off dealing with that talk to me for a moment about dealing with that each of us you know within ourselves well, I think people got such a shock overnight. I think it was a lovely surprise. But at the end of the day, as I said, people are habitual. So I don't think uh, the powers that be recognize the fact that this has been a tough toll on people and they're not just going to heal themselves overnight either. So, look, I say to people, look, you have to kind of go easy on yourself a little bit as well. I do some crazy stuff to make sure that my own mind is sane and that I'm, I'm set up for positivity for the day. So uh, a little thing that I do, and actually I recommend this to everybody because it's just a great habit to get into form a little WhatsApp group, but for a specific reason, right? So I don't mean a WhatsApp group where you're sharing just these silly memes or any of that kind of stuff. So for example, about a month and a half ago, I wanted to challenge myself every day. So we set up a WhatsApp group, which was uh, just a breathing challenge every day and a cold, uh, you know, I'm a, f- a fan of cold showers, but it was a breathing challenge coupled with cold showers every morning for a month. So it was a 30 day challenge with me and three of my friends. And ultimately it was Start with a two-minute cold shower and add on five seconds every day for the month. So by the end of the month, we got up to close to four minutes. And on the last day, then we battled through and we did five minutes of a freezing cold shower in the morning. So that was coupled with the Wim Hof breathing system for the month, where you do 30 deep breaths, you exhale, and then you hold your breath on the last one for as long as you can. So I got up to three minutes, 45 seconds on an exhale, which is obviously quite advanced because I've been doing it for a long time. So three minutes, 45 with no oxygen in your system. Now, what all this does is basically prime your mindset for the day ahead, right? So you're dumping dopamine, serotonin, and adrenaline into your system first thing in the morning to get yourself ready for the day ahead. But when that 30 days lapsed, I challenged the lads to another one. So the latest one that we're doing is 100 press-ups a day for 30 days, and you have to add on two press-ups a day. So it actually ends up being about 140 press-ups by the last day. And then we jumped to 200 just for the challenge on the final day. So it'll be 200 press-ups. But they're the crazy things that I do. But I encourage people listening, just form a little WhatsApp group. It could be a walking group. It could be a golfing group. It could be a reading club, whatever it is. But these are fantastic things to do with people that are like-minded like you. And it just gets that brain motivated it gets us cut out of our patterns and forming those new habits is so important to all of us you know I'll have to bring you in on the angling WhatsApp group that we have oh, yeah. it's pretty exclusive as you know now there's a few hot shots in there but uh, I'm inviting you in you'll be joining us on that group
YouTube for sure. Anyway, the shower. Brilliant. I'll be oh in my. straight away. Yeah, you're in, of course. And hopefully we'll get casting a line this year. The other and thing do, do is... You know the, sorry, do you know what the first challenge is going to be? Okay, uh, 30 days to catch a 10-pound salmon. That's the first challenge. <gasps> oh, that is a challenge. It certainly is in an Irish context. They're scarce commodities. And if you get one, they are so precious. They really are. I'm thinking of the song Take My Breath Away. I think Keith Barry will be re-recording it with his shower ordeal. <laughs> and actually, I had a cold shower yesterday, fully dressed, as I said at the beginning there, out with my dog in that downpour. It was something else. Anyways, I have a piece of string here. Do you see? You can, I can see you clearly. I have a, a length of string here. Louise has as well. We have keys. We have rings. Because uh, uh, listeners with us today have their string ready or whatever. What do you want us to do? Brilliant. So here's what we're going to do. We're, we're all going to make pendulums, or rather, you're all going to make pendulums. So pendulums have been around since the the age of man. They've been around for thousands and thousands of years. Psychics use them to apparently divine the sex of unborn children and to predict into the future. As you know, I don't particularly believe in psychics, but I'm going to do something with the pendulum. And then I'll also explain the kind of science behind it as well. And then I'm hoping to do something very specific with you, with your pendulum as well, Jerry. So how to make a pendulum? All you need to do is grab a string or a chain, anything that you can uh, grab that's about uh, six to 12 inches long mm-hmm. and put a weight uh, from it. So whether that's a set of keys or you can also take off your shoelace, by the way, and do this uh, or a ring, but just hang something from your chain or your string. So you can see me, I've got a fancy pendulum here. Um, this was actually given to me uh, by my grandmother many many moons ago she used to wear it as a necklace but I just use it as a pendulum so here's what you need to do once you have your pendulum made which once again for anybody listening is just a weight from a piece of string or a chain and then just hold it uh, with one of your hands dangling down okay so you dangle it down so I can't see you right now Jerry but I know you can see me yes so you can see mine uh, have you created your pendulum and is it dangling Jerry? yes and has everybody listening Louise has created our pendulum because I brought in the two lovely pieces of string she has one with our car keys on it and I have one here with a set of keys that we get in and out of the garage and shed and that so we have our pendulums and our listeners I teed this up earlier on there are listeners out there with their strings and their pendulums ready to go okay good so steady your pendulum so it's not moving at all and the idea behind the pendulum is you want to imagine for a second just imagine Jerry that you've got a superpower right in your mind and stare at the pendulum and imagine it swinging backwards and forwards in a straight line and just imagine it moving backwards and forwards in a straight line backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards in a straight line. Now magnify that in your head and really scream at the pendulum to move backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards. And imagine it magnifying now going bigger and bigger and bigger, backwards and forwards in a straight line. Is yours moving, Jerry? Jesus, is it moving? It's flying. <laughs> is Louise's moving? Show me. Horse is not moving. Mine is flying here. That's okay, Louise. You need to really imagine you have a super parent stared and imagine it moving in a straight line. Now, Jerry, here's the crazy thing. I want you to start to imagine it moving in circles now. Watch, it'll slowly begin to change into a circular direction. Imagine it moving in circles. Imagine those circles getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger, Jerry. Is oh yours my, moving in a circle now, oh Jerry? Oh my God almighty. It's away in a circle. As you, I've just done, concentrated on it. It stopped and, you, and it's and away in a circle. Hand. No, I'm holding it steady. Hand, no, 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 no. no. So settle the pendulum down now. Settle the pendulum Sorry, down. Just kind of again. stop it there. Stop it. Okay. So here's the interesting thing, Jerry. Uh, in your mind, okay, backwards and forwards, that straight line, okay, that would mean the answer no to a question. If it moves in a circle, okay, that's the answer yes. So circle is yes, straight line is no. Now watch what happens. I want you to stare at the pendulum. So yep. once again, okay, stare at the pendulum. Yep. 
staring. Okay, and just and just ask the pendulum out loud. Is my name Jerry? Is my name Jerry? And then tell me what happens to your pendulum. Is my name Jerry? What did you say? Straight line means what? Straight. Okay, so we'll just. Uh, it doesn't really matter, but we'll just say for now. Straight line backwards and forwards is no, and circle is yes. So straight <laughs> line is no. Backwards and forwards is yes. Is you it moving see, in a circle? No, it's going in a straight line because you see, my name is not Jerry. Oh, see, this is interesting now. What? Are, oh, your name is Gerard, isn't that right? Correct, correct. Oh, that's interesting now. But you can see the power of the pendulum. So here's what's happening. What's happening is more interesting than the phenomenon itself. You see, every thought that we have gets transferred by a micro-expression by our physical reactions. And every thought that we have has a physical reaction. So here's the crazy thing, Jerry. If you ask the pendulum a question that you don't even know the answer to, your intuition, your gut instinct will answer that question for you. And that's where this is going to go really interesting for you right now. So imagine this time, Jerry, settle it down and imagine okay. this time. Stop it now. Stop it. Yeah. Stop it. And your yeah. and your and your listeners at home can do this as well, right? Stop it. So again, just for the purposes of today, backwards and forwards is going to be no. That'll be the answer. No. Backwards and forwards. Straight line will be a no. Circular will be a yes. Circular will be yes. Okay. Everybody at home, think of a question that you don't know the answer to. For example, should I move to Croatia next year? Should I go on that holiday with my friend? Should I uh, take that new business proposition? Whatever answer that you want. Ask the pendulum the question and watch what happens. Watch what answer the pendulum gives you. So steady your pendulum now, Jerry. And just in your mind, not out loud, in your mind, ask the pendulum a question and see what answer it gives you. So imagine that you're asking it a question. So tell us when you've asked it a question, Jerry. I've asked the question to the pendulum. Okay, and then tell us, is it moving backwards and forwards or is it moving in a circular direction? Is it moving backwards and forwards, Jerry, or is it moving in a circle? Which is it doing, Jerry? It's going straight line forwards and backwards again. Now, I'm not moving my arm here, Keith Barry. This thing is just doing it of its own accord. Of course, but here's the crazy thing, Jerry. Look, you can see I've got a blackboard here, yes? Yeah, Okay, I Jerry, you can stop the pendulum now. You can stop the pendulum. Focus on your question. I can't even see you, Jerry. Focus on your question and bring the question down to a singular word that would represent your question. Okay, so for example, if this was to do an object, think of the object. If it was to do the name of somebody, think of the name of somebody. I'm going to write something down on my blackboard. Look at me. Okay, I can't even see you. Okay, I'm going to scribble something down. Okay, I got a sense of you, Jerry. Just for a second, I've written something down. Out loud, Jerry. Okay, I'll get rid of the chalk even. Out loud. Okay, give us the word that represents this single question. Just give us the one word that represents this question. Go ahead. Italy. Italy, Italy. Italy. Now, what was the question? I asked the question because I'm unsure. Uh, Will I go on holidays this year to Italy? Because we love Italy and we haven't been there with the pandemic. Jerry, check this out. I think you should go on holidays. (laughs) (laughs) Keith Barry has just turned round the board to me and there's one word that he's just written and I've been watching him with the chalk on the little blackboard. Italy. But I'm I'm now, I'm, now, I'm worried. I'm worried because the thing it said no. Yeah, but that's okay. See, maybe it shouldn't go to Italy. Maybe you should go to Croatia instead. Maybe you should explore other places. Or maybe you should defy the pendulum. You don't have to go with what the pendulum says. You can make your own decision. But try this, Jerry. Try this. Look, watch. One final demonstration with the pendulum. Hang everybody. Hang your pendulums. Everybody. Hang your pendulums. Okay? Yeah. Hang your pendulum. And this time we'll just ask a question. And the question will be answered regardless of which direction it moves in. Okay? Stare at the pendulum. Yeah, I'm staring. Just ask the pendulum. Everybody at home, ask the pendulum this. Should we go see 
Keith Barry reconnected. Shall we go see Keith Barry reconnected? Stare at the pendulum and if it moves backwards or forwards, we'll take that as a yes. If it moves in a circle, we'll also take that as a yes. If it doesn't move at all, we'll take that as a no. We'll take that as a no. If it doesn't move. Gary, did you remove? I better not curse again in the air. Does it move? I don't know what power you have over me, Keith Barry. But I'll tell you. Well, it, if your pendulums are moving out there, log on to the TLT <laughs> or on the Ticketmaster and grab your tickets right now. Oh, by the way, before we finish up, uh, I know we'll be finishing up in a moment. I do have another experiment I can try with you in a moment, if we have time. But if not, we'll hold it for the next time we meet. How long is it? How long will it take you? If we take a wee break. About, about we, three minutes. Yeah, let's take a wee break and then we'll do the three minutes when we come back after the break. Is that OK? I'm going to test you. I'm going to test you and your audience for their psychic ability, their intuitive ability. Keith Barry is with us on Late Lunch. How did you get on with your pendulums? Let us know. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text me now. 0419832000 if you want to uh, call in and let us know. Did you do the pendulum trick? I'm absolutely flabbergasted. Keith is back in a moment. Stay with us on Late Lunch. I'm in my element this Monday because Keith Barry is with us and he has me. I don't know about you, mesmerised. Okay, Keith, go for it. Thanks. So, Jerry, I've got a circle, a plus sign, wavy lines, a square and a star. I've got two sets of these. These are known as ESP symbols. They were actually invented by Dr. Ryan Duke University many moons ago to test people for extrasensory ability, for intuitive or psychic ability. I'm going to test you, Jerry, right now because I believe in you. <laughs> I believe in you, Jerry. So, I've got a red set and a blue set. What, which do you want for you? Do you want the red or the blue ones for you? We go blue. So you'll keep it so I'll put the blue aside just for a moment. I've got the red set for me. So I'm going to make a prediction. But for the first time ever, this is going to be what I would call an open prediction. In other words, you are going to see the prediction as I make it, okay? So for example, the star here, I think that you're going to place the star against number one. So for everybody listening, I've got a little holder here to put these uh, cards in. And uh, I'm going to show you them as I put them in. So this one here, Jerry, I think the square you're going to go against number five. I just believe that that's where you're going to place it. So this is the, the type of prediction I like to make, except it's an open prediction. So you're going to need to see the prediction as I make it. The wavy lines, Jerry, I believe you're going to go to number two for the wavy line. So that's where I'll make my prediction. Every listening, I'm putting it at number two. Let's see what's next. I've got the plus sign, Jerry. Well, I think with the plus sign, you're probably going to go against number four. That's what I'm thinking. Number four for you for the plus sign. And then obviously the last one left is the circle. So I think you're going to go to number three for the circle. So... That's my order. I can't change it, Jerry, as you can see in this clear perspex thing. But here's the interesting thing, Jerry. I'm going to turn it around now, and you're going to kind of use your psychic ability to try and figure out where to put each one of these. But I'm not going to show you which one I have. So this one in my hand, Jerry, do you believe this one should go against one, two, three, four, or five? This one in my hand. Five. Five. I will put it down against number five, like so. This next one, Jerry, I won't show you which it is. Use your gut instinct, Jerry. Where do you think this one should go? One. One. I'll put it up against number one. Up there it goes against number one. Uh, this next one, Jerry, use your gut instinct, Jerry. Where do you think this one should go? Two. Two. I'll put it against number two. There's just two spots left then. Okay. And this one here, three or four, Jerry? Four. Four. Final one then has to go in against number three. Is there anything you want to swap around? Are you happy with your decision, Jerry? I am not changing my mind. I've decided where I'm putting those cards. So what Keith has done is he's turned the board round and he put them in order, as you know, on the left-hand side. And now he's slotted in these blank cards. There's nothing on them, on these cards that I can see, the blue cards, because they're the backside I'm looking at. I don't know what's on the front of them. And I take it you're going to turn this round now, are you? Well, you saw me put them in, Jerry. You yes. saw the exact yes. order you put them in. Yes. I can only see the back thing. of both cards. If you get the one of these correct, Jerry, that's a coincidence. If you get two, that's considered a hit. If you get all five, Jerry, start playing the lottery <laughs> first thing. <laughs> 
<laughs> Louise is here with me looking at it as well. Spot on. Every symbol on the left matching every symbol on the right. Star, C, circle, uh, the plus and the square at the bottom. I do not how you do, how you do it, but I say it again. It's magic. I love it and I love you too and I just remind listeners again you're in the TLT draw to May 14th Hillgrove Hotel Monaghan on the 19th of May Keith Barry until we invite you into that WhatsApp fishing group God bless you take care Thanks very much Thanks for joining me on the show Take care Bye 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 The brilliant Keith Barry there Oh my god that man just gives me such a lift every time I speak to him You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio Coming up after 2 o'clock on the show Mick Finnegan talks to us about road safety, but taking us towards news and weather at two. It's the brilliant four of us and Mary. Mary's got a new job, she's working in the bank, making lots of money, giving it to Frank. Frank's a married boyfriend, been that way for a year. Slapped her in the face once, but says he loves it. Your pendulums were swinging for sure. Thank you indeed for getting in touch with us. And one there, an interesting one, says it's also used to sex a baby before the baby is born. Thank you for that. Yes, it is. That just reminded us of that as well. Keith Barry, what a man. Now, moving on on late lunch. I'm sure it hasn't escaped your attention if you're following news at all since the beginning of the year. I've copped it for sure. I'm talking about the increase in road fatalities since the 1st of January. And when I tell you they're way up on last year, well, I ain't surprised. And I'm joined on the line by a good friend of ours. He's Mead County Council's road safety officer, Mick Finnegan. Welcome back to the show. Hello, Jerry. Thank you very much, Jerry. Not at all. Delighted to have you with us. Mick, five motorcyclists, five pedestrians, three passengers and 14 drivers, 27 in total compared to six last year. This is shocking, Mick. It is shocking. As of nine o'clock this morning, there were 27 people have lost their lives on, on the roads in Ireland. And that's against six last year, an increase of 21. And, you know, if this trend continues... You're talking about 200 deaths in the year, which is, is terrible, absolutely terrible. And ones that sick of me, that young boy, 12 years of age in Limerick, Mick, that, that took the, the family car. And you know what, Mick, I was saying to Louise here, on our news here on LMFM Radio, I have noticed quite a number of single vehicle collisions with the driver killed, Mick. That's right. There's the vast majority of accidents, uh, in not the vast majority, but the majority of accidents of the collisions for, for this year and again last year were single vehicle accidents. And sadly in Mead already this year, we have had three uh, fatalities on the roads in Mead. There were three single vehicle accidents where three men lost their lives on, on country roads which is is, is sad. It's very, very sad. So, Mick, uh, the big question is, why this sharp increase? Is it anything to do with the opening up, Mick, that people are moving about more? It may well be, Jerry. It just may well be. When we talk about the figures for this time last year, of course, there was lockdown. There wasn't as much traffic on the road. But one of the things that uh, a statistic which is coming out from the Road Safety Authority is a very, very good statistic in relation to the overall figures nationally is that 84.8% 84.8% of these collisions uh, and deaths are being caused by driver error. Now, that is very, very high. 7.8% are due to pedestrian error. 4.6% to attributable to road conditions. So it's, it's driver error is the main, main cause. And without a shadow of a doubt, Jerry, we've done a review on all the accidents in this area for over the last couple of years. Excessive speeding is the overwhelming cause of these accidents. 
absolutely the overwhelming cause. And then you you follow on that then with driving under the influence of alcohol, driving under the influence of drugs, using the mobile phones while driving, non-wearing a seatbelt, believe it or not. We had two people killed in the roads in Mead last year. Probably if they were wearing seatbelts, they may not have lost their lives. And it, it's a sad statistic in this day and age, despite all the advertising. And another thing, one other thing is fatigue. But definitely the overwhelming reason for these accidents and these collisions and these deaths is uh, speeding. So the message today, Mick, to everybody, to me, addressed to me and everybody listening today is take the foot off the pedal, slow down, abide by the speed limits. Absolutely, abide by the speed limits. Speed limits are put in, Jerry, for a very, very good reason, a very good safety reason. They're done after a lot of review of the traffic on, on roads. They're done after... With, um, after submissions from the public, submissions from elected representatives, and speed signs are put in for a very good safety reason. But in all too many cases, they're being totally ignored. And that's the sad reality that they are being ignored. Mick, I'm just listening before you came on there to that ad. You mentioned the seatbelt ad, and it's back on our television screens again. And really, like uh, now it's just a, a matter of form and should be automatic when you get in the car. You put the seatbelt on front or back. Uh, but I was just listening uh, to the ad there about mobile distraction. It is a big issue, isn't it, Mick? It's a huge issue, Jerry. <laughs> it is a huge issue. Uh, spe- speaking on mobile phones, with handheld mobile phones, and it has been responsible for quite a number of deaths throughout the country last year. It is a problem. There's no problem if they have hand, if they have, uh, um, the sets in the car with the, the um, what do you call it? The hands-free. Hands-free. The hands-free sets are admissible at the present time. There's no problem in using them, but too many are taking up the phone, using it to their ear while they're driving, and that's where the problem is arising. There's one other thing worth noting, Jerry, <clears throat> is that in Mead alone last year, we had 13 fatalities in Mead. And of that 13, 10 of them were over 30 years of age. There was two between 20 and 30 years of age. There was only one under 20 years of age. So, you know, we can't come along any of us and blame young people. It's Mm. it's the older generation. There are 10 of them was aged between 30 and 70 years of age. And again, I reiterate, speeding again was the predominant cause of a lot of these accidents. And, and uh, you know, look, at I've been guilty in my lifetime as well because I'm under pressure to get here, make, get there, yeah. m- make a meeting, uh, need to pick somebody up or whatever. But I think we all got to now really firmly in our mind say, you're going to get there. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, yeah, you, you will know, get there. You're going to get there. Um, yeah. You know, if, if people would get it into their heads to slow down, if yeah. they slow down, I would absolutely put my bottom dollar on it. If everybody decided to slow down, the number of fatalities would drop considerably. Dramatically, they would drop if people came back and obeyed speed limits. The other thing, Mick, I just want to mention, and you've covered a gambit there and, and all the, the key areas. The other thing is the tyres on our vehicles. It's very important to have good tyres, especially like, you know, at this time of the year, Mick. Absolutely, this time of the year, because you can go out in the morning this time of the year, you can hit uh, frost, you can hit black spots, black ice spots, and... Uh, get caught completely unawares. Good tyres are absolutely essential, as are wipers, uh, as are everything to do with the car. Have your car in roadworthy condition, including tyres. Now, the one thing of significance is that in the statistics from the RSA, faulty vehicles, which would include tyres, they were responsible for 0.3% of the collisions, Mm. of the fatalities, which is quite small. I inquired about that, and they all were based on... uh, 
bad tyres. Yes, yes. It's an important, and I mean tyres, I'm not just saying winter or that. Good tyres all year are very important yeah, because you never know what absolutely. road conditions you'll even meet in the summertime. When you think about, Mick, uh, the ads that are running at the moment, mobile distraction, the seat belts, uh, the speed thing as well, and some of the ads, I think of that one with the little boy uh, died, yeah. the one on television, and his mum and the nurse and the emergency services. You know, Mick, the message, you're doing your best and you this changes all the time. And, you know, there are shocking messages. There are consistent messages. Do you feel like, at times, say, yourself being involved in this, do you, do you scratch your head at times and wonder, is the message getting across? You definitely do, Jerry. You definitely do. One thing that I would, would say to you, Jerry, is that over the last number of years in Mead, anyway, and I think through most counties, is that Mead County Council, together with the community guards in the county, and uh, the Road Safety Authority, we have done education programmes in every school in the county, both primary school, secondary school, colleges and some clubs and all that, and were primarily aimed at young people. And I have to say, the young people were very receptive to it. And I think that is indicated in the figures for last year, where only three of them are under 30 years of age in Mead. The young people will take it on board, but for some reason, uh, I don't know why other people, older people, are not taking this type of thing on board. Well, Mick, all we can do is keep talking about it, pushing the message, doing what you and your colleagues are doing consistently, and hopefully uh, this will be redressed. The numbers are far too high. 27 in 2022 compared to 6 last year. My God Almighty, we've got to really take notice of what Mick uh, Finnegan has to say to us this afternoon, and we can all play our part. Keep doing what you're doing, Mick. Thank you very much, Jerry. Thank you for joining me on the show. Take care now. That's Mick Finnegan there, Road Safety Officer with Meath County Council. And I include myself in this. i got to think more when I'm going out on the road about speed limits in urban areas, on motorways outside. I I really have to say to myself, uh, abide by the limits. And we've all got to, because speed kills. There's no doubt about it. If you're going too fast, you can't avoid. You really can't. And we've got to, got to work. One death is too many. I was just looking back. The worst year on record in Ireland, 640 people died on our roads. Think about that. 640 in 12 months. Last year, when you look at it, the figures for last year, 136 souls lost their lives and families left without loved ones. It's too much. One is too much. It really is. We all got to play our part in this. We really do. And the message is clear. Slow down. No drink. Mobile distraction. Check your tyres. Seat belts wearing. And the fatigue issue. Keep those in mind, will you folks, as you hop into your car this afternoon or this evening and go on your way. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. I had my dog out yesterday. He was washed with the weather, I was telling you. Oh, I had to go home and dry him, actually, when I got him home. And anyway, there's a new shower for dogs. Yes, your dog can have a shower just all to themselves. Vinnie O'Reilly tells us more next. A dog shower. You're joking me, Jerry. I hear you say. Not at all. Vinnie O'Reilly's on the line to tell me more. Hello, Vinnie. How are you, Jerry? How are you? I'm very good. Well, you're in this line of business just to put your cards on the table first, aren't you? Yeah, I'm a plumber by trade, Jerry, so I am, yeah. Mm, and you fit showers and baths we, and everything. We have, a, we have a business, yeah, elegant enclosure fitting um, shower doors. Good on you. Okay, so you're, you're out and about and you meet people and that. I take it this was prompted by something you've come across or several uh, occasions you've come across this. Yeah, look at them, which was renovating bathrooms there, putting in new shower doors. People were telling me about shower trays being blocked with dog hairs, and so we had to go to a few of them actually to clean them out. And 
through my own, like I suppose, thinking outside the box, I suppose we decided to do a bit of research to see if there anything we could do for it. And we came up with this idea and we set it up and away it went. And away it goes, is right. So people would take their dogs home uh, before this was available. They probably still do because they haven't got your product yet. Uh, and yeah. wash them in the shower where they take showers themselves. Yeah, well, they'd either wash them outside with the hose, yeah. which would be freezing water, or <laughs> yeah. most people would bring them into their showers <laughs> and wash them down with warm water, at least anyway, you know. But, yeah, yeah, good on them anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, pampered pooches indoors for the showers, blocking up the shower trays, solution needed. So what have you yeah. come up with? Describe what you have. So, basically what we've come up with is... Um, what you would see on your outside wall for holding your ESB meter or your gas meter, we've used that box, basically, and we put a shower valve inside of it. So it would be connected to your kitchen sink. So let's say it would be situated on your outside wall behind your kitchen sink. Hmm. We'd um, bring two pipes in, plumb two pipes into the wall and into your kitchen sink, your hot existing hot and cold water supply. And you have an outside shower for your dog. So you have the the shower. Is there a tray in this, or is there just uh, no. the gully where the water goes out from the sink yeah, picks it up? Is well, it? No, normally yes. Where the gully would, where the sink would be, yeah, that's where you would. The water would be run down, like you know. So you're plumbing it in. You're leaving the shower fitting there. That's is, is it a fixed fitting, or can you move it, or adjust the height, or anything for different dogs? Or what way does it work? Well, look, it's a handheld, Jerry. It's oh, handheld, hand. grand, yeah, grand, grand, grand. The hose is one point five meters. So the shower valve itself is fixed. Yes. Yes. And then well, then you can use the shower hose then to... I see. Well, sure, that uh, makes more sense. What am I talking about? Sure, it's a uh, handheld and you can adjust it if you have a chihuahua or, exactly. or a Great no, Dane. We have a chihuahua and a Great Dane this week, funny enough. <laughs> We're just getting stickers ready for the boxes. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're the two extremes. you got to show them yeah, that yeah, caters yeah. for any size of dog at all. Did exactly. You, you know, are you the only one doing this in Ireland or... Is there anybody well, I else? So yeah, look, it's probably I I don't know, but I think now with the reaction the war after getting, I'm obviously I'm the only one that's doing it. So especially for the like of this anyway, you know. So mm. it's obviously a bit of a problem out there, and the way our Facebook page went, like it just went crazy, like you know. So obviously we're getting good coverage, and we're getting great responses from the customers, and with the ones we've fitted now at the moment. Yeah, they love it. They love the idea and the concept of it. You know. So, what about when you get hard weather? And you know what I'm talking about. You have water outdoors and that. Can you deal yeah. with that? You know, from a freezing point of view. Yeah. Well, from a freezing point of view, what we've done, Jerry, is we put two valves on the inside of the house underneath the kitchen sink. Mm. So if you see the if you see the weather turning to hard frost, like and I mean hard frost, you can actually turn off the valves and drain the system outside using the hose. So that there's no water in this in the unit to freeze and to expand and burst the unit, but like it's in a closed box anyway, so it's really away from frost damage anyway, you know. Mm. And the orders are poured into, I believe, not just in Ireland, but you have orders in the UK, England, Scotland, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we have to get them out there. We got a couple out there this week now, so uh, or last week, sorry, and uh, another another order came in there yesterday from Scotland, along with three or four more in Ireland as well that's on a Sunday like you know so look at a new business I might have to, we have to answer the phones on a Sunday like you know you can't be torn a business back
No, it don't switch off. Sorry for the pun with the water meter, but it don't switch off with customers. When they want it, no. they want it, and you've got to be there uh, to exactly. take the order and get it out there. Well, my God, it's interesting, isn't it, that you've cottoned on yeah. to something a little different. And you know yourself, I don't have to remind you, uh, Vinny, how people absolutely love their four-legged friends. They love them. They adore their pets. And you know what? It's great. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. And see happy customers every day and happy pets like it's just it's a it's a change from a building site at seven o'clock in the morning Gary. <laughs> it, cer- it certainly is you'll be getting more licks from four-legged friends than anyone else in the country here he comes Vinny with the shower we're going to be pampered from now on well listen well Don't done talk. to you well done. Me, my, my wife is still showing her eyes up <laughs> and the kids they're wondering what's next Ah, <laughs> oh, well good on you I like this where can people get more information if they're interested in a hot shower for their pooch Basically, we have a Facebook page which is called Ultimate Dog Shower. Yep. And it's on there and we're, we run week-to-week advertisements now on Facebook, so it's all over the place, basically, at the moment. Um, as the fellow says, it's all new to us. Zaria Plumber doesn't really get that much coverage in this country, you know, so um, we're trying to keep in front of it at all times, you know. Yeah, good on you. Well, listen, Ultimate Dog Shower on social media. All the information is there. Good uh, good luck with it, Vinny, and thank you for telling us much, your story today. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. 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 That's Vinny O'Reilly from Virginia in County Cabin. Uh, washing your dog. Louise, you have a four-legged friend like myself. Um would you, do you wash them often? I don't wash them at all. No. <laughs> I was just thinking... The other me. half does that. Yeah. But, but washing... The, uh, my fellow washes himself. When I take Messi out, he goes swimming. But actually, I haven't had him swimming a lot lately, even yesterday when I was out, because he got an infection in his ears, Louise. Aww. And the vet told me it was probably from swimming back in December. And the poor devil. Uh, anyway, we have it right now, so I'm just, sort of just keeping him out of the water at the minute. But he'd go and swim and that. But in the summertime, you know what he loved? You know in warm weather and you put the hose on. Mm. Oh, jeez. he loves it. Love that on a warm day. You know what I mean? To cool down and he'd dry off and things like that. Like, they love the water the labs that's for sure but you know the thing about this is that's cold water and that the warm water is great for cleaning them thoroughly you know what yeah. I mean the heat in the water yeah. when they're muddy or, or things like that <laughs> I think my at this time of year my poor old dog loves the Vim Hof method <laughs> 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 the water is that cold Keith Barry
And your dog had the same thing, the cold shower first thing in the morning. Yeah, but you know, the one thing you've got to realise about dogs, I know people pamper them, but they're well used to taking outdoors and cold and wet. You understand that? Yeah. That's, yeah. that's their environment. If you say, oh, they're frozen, they're soaked out there, bring them in, they need to be... No, 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 no. Now, I see my fleas getting on in age now. I bring him into the utility, you know, and he'd spend time in there when the weather's inclement or that as well. But they're great outdoors. Outdoors is where they're meant to be. Although people wouldn't even let them out. They're right beside them all day, every day, and they look after them so much. I think this was onto a winner with this. I think so. Yeah. I think so. So many. I was talking to a lady uh, in Meath and she spent €400 Euro on a hairdryer for her dogs. <laughs> People love their dogs, Jerry. They spend a fortune on I them. I know they love them. They absolutely <laughs> do love the dogs. And that goes I without saying. I wouldn't even saying. spend 400 on a hairdryer. <laughs> anyway, talking about loving things, Louise, I have good news for modern man and woman. Tesco, Krispy Kreme, they're there. They've arrived. <laughs> the donuts. Oh, Louise, I couldn't believe it. I went in. When was it? Early last week. And here they were setting up with the new, they have a cabinet, you know, just when you go in the door and they're there in front of you. They load them up fresh every. And would you be one of those now that used to drive to Blanchester? No, never did. Never did. No. I remember Dunkin' Donuts. Does anyone remember Dunkin'? Do you remember Dunkin' Donuts? Uh, I know the name. You know, the, but you don't remember them, no. do you? When Dunkin' Donuts came into Ireland, so we couldn't get enough of them. They, yeah. I remember when I was in UCD studying, they had a Dunkin' Donuts in the campus itself. So Jesus, every break we've got, we were below Dunkin' our donuts in tea or coffee. We certainly <laughs> were. Lovely. I know there's a Boston Donuts, but the Krispy Kreme, you saw that, came into yeah. Dublin. Do you remember when there were queues mm. to get them? Anyway, they franchised out. Tesco have them now. And they're absolutely gorgeous. What's I, your favourite donut filling? I love jam donuts. Just the ordinary. But with the Krispy Kreme, the mm. ring donut with the icing on it, Louise. Just love that. I love that. Just the ring donut and a bit of icing on it. Nothing else. The Nothing other on ones, the inside. The other ones have cream. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. In them and they're different coloured icing and that. They're absolutely lovely. But when I walked in and saw them, talk about your cold shower, I went, <gasps> <laughs> that's what Krispy Kreme did to me. <laughs> I bought a box of them. Yeah, I did. I bought a box of them. I did. I, I just and and you know what? It's like the crisps eaten six packs of the the banshee bones. Don't ask me, Louise. Don't ask me. I'm a disgrace. Don't ask me about the box of crispy creams. But anyway, you stay the same weight the whole time. No, it's all you. <laughs> it's the worry. Hollow <laughs> leg. I don't worry. That's one thing in my life. I'm very rarely worried in my life. That's one thing I would say to you. Worry's a killer. And I don't really, I try to just get, get out. But anyway, uh, Krispy Kreme are in Tesco just to let you know if you want to sample them. You don't have to be going to Dublin Jerry and Jerry will be queuing. there this evening between four and five. <laughs> if you empty that cabinet, I will no longer be your friend. Make sure you leave one or two little round ones for myself. Anyway, we're heading towards uh, Shall We Break on Late Lunch in the Company or Talk About Krispy Kreme Donuts. Mmm, I can't get them out of my head at the minute, the donuts. I think this is the right song just at the minute. It's my favourite, Miss Kylie Minogue, with one of our big, big hits on your late lunch this Monday afternoon. What a start to the week. My next guest was a guest, should I say, of mine, and he joined me on Late Lunch many moons ago to talk about himself and his career and his hopes and dreams. He's back with me today, post-pandemic. He's based in London and he's about to uh, bring a show he's involved with on tour in the UK and uh, the big screen beckons for Niall Murphy. Hello again, Niall. 
How are you? How are you? Jerry, you well? Very good. Thanks for taking our call this afternoon. Well, 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 it's been such a strange, strange time for you guys in the uh, acting fold. I take it things just dried up, did they, when the pandemic hit? Yeah, like it completely died to death. Um, you know, you went from having auditions and kind of having hopes <laughs> to like a lot of people, you know, Ed, but for us in particular, there was no furlough, you know, there was no kind of fail safe. Mm. It just, it just stopped. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a strange time and it felt like a very long time. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but we, you know, we, we, there's a good network of friends I have over here and we kind of all stuck together and just got through it and, you know, whatever way you could and, or you just turn your attention to other things and try and focus on, you know, other aspects of your life and keep going that way. <laughs> Our Louise wants to know, you know, she's a coffee-holic. She wants to know, would you make a nice cup of coffee for her? Because I believe you've honed your skills in that area. Yes. Well, that's, <laughs> I'd be delighted to make her a coffee. Uh, yeah, the, being the classic actor stereotype, um, you know, one of the first jobs you fall into, well, one of the first jobs I fell into when I moved over was hospitality. Um, and I kind of started in the pubs and then I migrated to coffee and I've been there for seven years now. So I actually have my own little cafe uh, in Richmond. I opened up in August. Um, so yeah, coffee is very much a part of who I am as well as being an actor. So I'd happily make her a coffee. Uh, just leave the postcode with us and we'll just organise the flights and be prepared. She's very, very particular, I have to say. That's all I'll warn you about, Niall, but we'll leave it in your capable hands. Anyway, look, sure, it carries you through, I was going to say as well. I, I know you're working in that game through those times when, when the acting stuff uh, dried up. Did you get home? Because I know you, were, you weren't home since, uh, what, before December tw- or December 2019 since then. Have you been home at all? Yeah, so I managed to, uh, it, it was like, I think it was nearly 20 months by the time COVID started and by the time I did finally get home. Um, my brother, just before I opened uh, the cafe, my brother was over from San Francisco. He managed to get back. Mm. So I made it home for like two days in August. And then actually just recently, I got back uh, last weekend. Uh, nice. My sister, she lives over in the UK. She lives in Harbinton with her husband, but she had a baby before Christmas. So we went back to Drogheda for the uh, Christmas. So I got back the week. Lovely. Ah, that's great that you were able to to get together after all all that time. It must have been really, really special. The other thing, I'm not going to put you on the spot now uh, and ask you to play a song on the ukulele, but how's it going? (laughs) Good, I don't have it with me. (laughs) (laughs) You're lucky, boy, you're lucky. (laughs) Anyway, you've took this up during lockdown. How are you getting on? Yeah, good, man. I, I bought it in... When I was shooting the film in Estonia, um, it's kind of like, because of COVID, we were there for six weeks, which was amazing, but it just meant that we couldn't leave. We created a bubble. Um, you know, normally in that situation, because I had, I think I had like 14 days on set altogether. Um, and normally in that scenario, they'd kind of fly you in and out and you'd shoot according to the schedule they'd created. And that was it. But obviously with the restrictions, um, they flew us over and then we just created a little bubble um, and we we were we just staged in situ in uh, Tallinn for six weeks, which was amazing. But on my downtime, I kind of you know you know me, I play a bit of music, and I didn't I, I didn't have much foresight with me. I didn't bring anything with me. And I remember I was going. I'd been talking to Tom Tom Felton in the film. He found a guitar shop in Tallinn because uh, he plays, and he was telling me about it. And I kind of I uh, jumped on the 
East Scooter and headed across town and I found this shop and I didn't want to buy a guitar because I've got plenty of them at home but I saw this little um, eight string ukulele and thought well that'd be you know that might be a good challenge to try and mm. <laughs> that when you're not on set so yeah but I love it it's good Great so George <laughs> Formby watch out the late great George Formby who'd be well known <laughs> as a fantastic ukulele player Oh yeah, well, no, I, I have a long way to go before that. So. <laughs> ah, well, there's lots of time and, and and plenty of practice to be done. But who knows? You are a talented man. Tell me about this. Uh, you mentioned Estonia there, and I've been lo- lucky enough to be to uh, to uh, visit Tallinn. What a beautiful uh, city it is! But Burial, directed by Ben Parker, and uh, you have uh, a supporting role in this. Uh, it's coming out soon, is it? Yeah, I believe so. So I know the rights have been sold to, um, you know, North America. So it's getting a cinematic release over there. And I think they're fine tuning the ins and outs of one here uh, in Europe. I, you know, I, I kind of, once you kind of shoot a film, your relationship with it, you don't, you don't really hear anything until it comes out. So I do know it is coming and I, it's just, it's whether it's like, you know, streaming platforms now are far more popular. Mm. Um than kind of traditional cinematic releases. So, yeah, I don't necessarily know what form it'll take in the UK or Ireland, but it is coming. <laughs> Great stuff. And uh, you spent a number of time, an amount of time, should I say, uh, throughout the lockdown shooting this. So that was some work you were picking up there. What about the last will and testament of Henry Van Dyke? Uh, you were at the Brighton Fringe with that. It had a run here at the Dread as well. And you're away now uh, on a number of dates across the UK. Just give us a, a resume. What, what's this about? So it basically, it's it's a play... That came to me kind of fortuitously, like back in, I think, 2016, a friend of mine, his brother-in-law had written it and Andrew kind of sent it on to me and then I got involved and I just really loved it. It's a little two-hander and essentially it's kind of like it asks the question, it's, you know, I, it's about two men who, they're friends, they live together. One's kind of like this failed musician. He had a contract but turned it down because he feared failure. Um, and went off and was successful in his own right in other ways, like, you know, has a job, has a house, all of that. Mm. But he's a bit... And then the other character is this infallible dreamer. And no matter what he does, what he attempts, and no matter how many times he fails, he sticks at it because his dream is to be creative. And I guess the play kind of asks the question, is it better to realise you're not, you know, Bruce Springsteen and pack it in and get a proper job? Or is there some merit to chasing your dreams regardless if that's what makes you happy and it's kind of the whole premise revolves around there's a quote attributed to Henry van Dyke and it's the woods would be silent if no bird sang but the one that sang best and it's that kind of notion of yes if it's in you to be creative if it's in you to explore you know those avenues in life then don't then do it you don't just because you might not be the very best at it or achieve exponential success doesn't mean that you weren't successful in your own little way. Mm. You loved uh, theatre. You loved the stage. I have to say I love it myself as well. And it's great that it's opening up again. I would Keith Barry with me earlier in the show and I was just saying to him, he's going on tour and everything's starting to open up. But there's probably, you know, I said to him, are people going to rush out and uh, run into theatres and cinemas again? What are you What are you feeling on the ground in the UK the, around that whole like area? I think- yeah, like friends of mine who are kind of in different productions. Like I have a couple of friends who are in, you know, the West End and stuff and kind of musicals. And I think 
plays have been you know shows have been on and but i think yeah there is there's definitely i think a nervousness still or um or not even a nervousness but i think maybe it's people aren't i haven't noticed people rushing back do you know what i mean like i think mm. i think I, i've started the kind of listings for gigs and music kind of you know concerts and stuff coming up so i think that might be the spark that gets people you know back into it because yes. like traditionally a theater audience is quite you know old and if they're reluctant to you know brave uh public transport and stuff like that especially in somewhere as big as london mm. so i think there's still you know kind of a hangover from all of that yes. regards but yeah like we've we've the show our first date now is i'm heading down to lime regis tomorrow or no wednesday wednesday night and then we've the show thursday and you know ticket sales look good so it's it's nice to see that yeah and like our you know the play is an unconventional play so it's it's good to kind of go to like you know places with a maybe more traditional yes audience and to then kind of yeah shake it up a bit who looks after the shop when you're away I mercifully have a friend who uh, he I worked I've worked with him for years. We worked in different cafes together throughout London, so I've roped him in. Good, <laughs> and he can make a coffee too. The other thing you you alluded to, I just picked up on. You were talking about you know the cinema release coming uh, for your new one, um, uh, Burial, and you were yeah. saying most people you know are opting for streaming platforms nowadays to watch. Don't tell me that the death knell is nigh for the cinema, is it? No, I don't think so. Like, I think for me, cinema is by far my, you know, favorite medium. Like, I think some of the most impactful experiences I've had with regards watching movies or film has been in, you know, the in in a dark cinema. It's that anticipation. It's the big screen. It's the sound that can't be matched at home. And I, 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 I would like to think that, you know, cinema will always have a home and cinema will always have an audience. I, I understand, you know, why things are moving to um, streaming platforms. There's a lot of money been pumped into them by the likes of, you know, Netflix and Amazon Prime and Apple. So if, you know, if you're a director or a producer or you've written a script and Netflix come along and go, there's X amount of money, I'm going to make it for you, but it has to be on Netflix. You know, very few people would be in a position to turn that down and go, no, do you know what? I, I want it in a cinema. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think I think streaming is by far the more popular way we view, you know, film and TV now. But I, I would like to think that cinema will always preserve. Oh, absolutely. I couldn't do it at me popcorn and me quarter. <laughs> Quarter, quarter, Coca-Cola as well beside the church. Part of the experience. Anyway, you're picking up again. You have the coffee shop in uh, London. We look forward to Burial when it is released. And I wish you well with the last will and testament of Henry Van Dyke. May you have full theatres wherever you go. Nice to catch up with you today, Niall. Thank you very much for having me. Not at all. Take care of yourself. Talk again soon. That's Niall Murphy there. Brilliant guy from Termin Feckin in County Loud playing his trade in London. It ain't easy. It ain't easy when your world disappears around you and there's no outlet for your uh, performance skills. I say that again, but thank God uh, we're getting back on the road uh, slowly 
but surely as the weeks and months go by. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Monday afternoon. Welcome to the show. If you're listening on radio, on your smart speaker, online, lmfm.ie or on our app, the LMFM app. Still to come on the show, I have a wonderful soundtrack for you this week. And it's from a stage show, yes, from a musical. And Sinead Burke, oh, she has a wonderful banter. You'll, you'll, you'll empathise with Sinead today, I promise you, because it's all about a family photo, but not what you might think. Has the tree fallen, Louise? Really? Has that <laughs> yeah. historical tree hit the ground? The clone of Newton's apple tree. It's gone. Fall, fell. Well, as you said yourself. Because the storm. It's gravity. Isn't it? It's gravity, yeah. It's like the apple... It's just like the tree. These things happen. They blow Didn't down. Didn't check out the Beaufort scale. No, 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 no. And by God, there were some winds to blow them down. Anyway, folks, tomorrow is Pancake Tuesday. The precursor to Ash Wednesday. The start of, what, six weeks in the run into Easter. And the days are getting longer. You'll have and a donut I, pancake, will you? Oh, listen, I'm <laughs> going to tell you about the But listen, as they always say... Uh, don't talk to the other fella listen to Jerry don't talk to that other fella listen to Jerry on late lunch I always tell you with the weather the wind and the rain and everything Louise it always evens out doesn't it across the year haven't I always told you that we had two or three calm months no rain dry no deluge wind you name it that's the way it happens in the year same rain same wind same type of stuff it's just like that we get it in different phases and belts through the years in different years anyway flour eggs and milk I think we'll talk about flour eggs and milk on the show tomorrow because it is Pancake Tuesday what do you think Pancake Tuesday are you making Louise you are it'll be flour eggs milk and Tesco where I'll probably be buying them Jerry. don't say that to me oh Jerry, I can't Big pancake. They are they burn foolproof. Every time. The simplest thing to do in the world. The first one can be a bit tricky when you make it, but after that, it's a can of you know what. It's so easy to make them. I love pancakes and I love them. The real, the thinnest pancake possible, the crepe mm. as you'd call it. I love them thin. I absolutely adore them like that. And with Louise. what on them? Topping? Ah, uh, lemon and sugar. It's classic. I love lemon and sugar on them. I'd have a bit of jam on them, whatever was there as well. I'd love that as well. Don't do enough savoury ones. Yeah, jam. Jam on pancakes. Butter and jam. Butter and jam on a pancake? Sure. Oh. What? Yes. That sounds awful. Butter on a pancake. No, that's Butter. all. Tomorrow is Pancake Tuesday. Yes, folks, people are asking. It's not tomorrow. It is tomorrow. Tomorrow's Pancake Tuesday. That's for sure. Get your. Make sure you have plenty of flour, eggs and milk. What what do you like in pancakes? I just like like yourself the lemon and the sugar. Yeah, caster sugar and lemon mm. is gorgeous on them. Maybe a bit of Nutella. Yes, that's another or a banana. F- yeah, they're all spreads that people love them as well. We don't eat enough of them. I do make them from time to time during the year, and I have to say, savoury ones, savoury pancakes are lovely. You know, it's savoury in them as well. I don't think I've really tried savoury. Like you know, what are you talking ham and stuff? Is it? Hold on a minute. Somebody's saying to us, "It's not Pancake Tuesday tomorrow." First of March. Is it? I don't know. I'll have a look. Are we wrong? (laughs) We'll have it tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) This is great. This is even better if it's the fact. Will you look that up there quick? They're coming in thick. First of March. Is what? Pancake Tuesday. Well, we're having it a week ahead on late lunch. <laughs> Did you line up the priest for Ash Wednesday? <laughs> oh, jeez, that's going to be hard, good. Maybe we have an Easter egg as well. There's had to be panic stations in the north. <laughs> no wonder the priest never got back to it. <laughs> They're flying in here to us, telling us, you go- I'm so sorry. I had a... <laughs> And 
I'm convinced. I was convinced tomorrow's pancake Tuesday. Anyway, today <laughs> is Monday, the 21st of February. Oh, <laughs> late lunch. The year is 2022. And we're back after news, weather and sport. Ah, <laughs> oh, so Sarah, that's one of the best laughs I had in <laughs> ages, Jerry. It's no laughing matter. <laughs> I'm still laughing myself about it, to be honest with you. But you know what, Louise? We're doing it tomorrow. Yeah. I've got... <laughs> Honestly, talk, now. talk about Karen ran in from the reception. What's going on? The lines are <laughs> hopping here. I look at the text, the, the WhatsApp messages. Look at those. Jerry, here's you one of your one of your fan clubs saying, "Ah, Louise, Jerry's not always right." Says <laughs> somebody there. Jerry, please, it's tomorrow week, Shrove Tuesday. Somebody took a a, a screenshot <laughs> and sent it to me to prove that. Pancake Tuesday is the first. It's my son's birthday on the first of March. (laughs) Pancakes for birthday, for sure. You thought it was April Uh, Fool's Day, didn't you, Jerry? uh, (laughs) Possibly, Jerry. You're running away with yourself, says somebody, and they go on like that as well. But do you know what I think? Tomorrow, a week ahead of Pancake Tuesday, we'll have our own little Pancake Tuesday, will we, Louise? Yeah. On late lunch, we will. We will. We're going to stick to the knitting, and we'll get you ready for Pancake Tuesday. I think that's fair enough, isn't it? I'm going to check that diary again. I'm still not 100% convinced myself that I'm wrong. And Father Paddy, if you, <laughs> if you get Jerry's message for Father Paddy week. Rush, if you're listening, it's Wednesday week. It's Wednesday week, Paddy. Don't, 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 don't panic. You probably think Daphne is on something. Send me messages. <laughs> or he's that keen to start Lent, is he? <laughs> anyway, let's talk about my soundtrack this week. I pick a soundtrack from a movie or a musical and bring it to you each week on Late Lunch. Let me tell you about my choice this week. It, it, it was the early noughties and Bob Gaudio, an original member of the Four Seasons, came up with the idea to create a musical from the band's music catalogue. Now, he hired writers Rick Elise and Marshall Brickman and uh, they looked at this and they said, look, we don't want to do something like ABBA the musical, where it was really the songs and, and around that. Uh, they suggested creating a song around the music, yes, but most importantly about the Four Seasons story. A classic American tale of rags to riches and back to rags again. So, with the assistance of Gaudio, Tommy DeVito and Frankie Valley, the other surviving members of the Four Seasons, Elise and Brickman, along with many others, brought Jersey Boys to the stage. It premiered in a small San Diego theatre on the 5th of October 2004, running to January 2005. It was a resounding success. And most importantly, it was approved by Gaudio, DeVito and Valley. That was the important point. They were very happy with it. And then it moved on to open on Broadway in New York on October the 4th, 2005. Well, listen to this. It ran continuously for 12 years until 2017. I have to tell you, I saw Jersey Boys on Broadway. And I have to say to you, it's simply brilliant. The whole audience, I never saw this before, were virtually on their feet, clapping, singing and dancing for the entire show because of numbers like this. I'm dancing here around the studio. I'll never forget going to see that show on Broadway. 
the place went ape from the first song uh, uh, strung up or strummed up or whatever you like to call it started to play uh, in the show and it was like that for the entire show it was just incredible it's been to Dublin to the board gosh I know and I'm sure it'll come back because they're reviving it again if you get a chance go and see Jersey Boys it's a wonderful wonderful show bring you more from it tomorrow in words and song around about this time God Jerry you had me dizzy I thought I was losing me mind, says a listener. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't mean to do that to you. It's just one of those things. Sure, I'd love if it was Pancake Tuesday every Tuesday. Louise, I am making you, before tomorrow morning, before I come in, I'm going to make some pancakes and bring them in. Will you have some with the <laughs> lemon and, and yeah. sugar? I was telling Karen, I think I have, you know, the... Um, bottle of is it Betty Croker or something you just add milk or something to it please I think I have a bottle of the press from last year stop <laughs> don't do that I wonder what it'd be okay you'll be out with botulism or something don't do that and don't go for that ready made stuff DIY make them yourselves look folks for the crack tomorrow we'll make a few pancakes will we tomorrow let's make a few practice run for a week's time you know what I'm talking about yeah we're going to do it tomorrow make a few pancakes tomorrow go on do it for me. Make a few and get the taste buds going for the following Send week. Send us the picks in. Yeah, we'd love to. Go With on, your toppings. You, yeah, if you're, if you're doing pancakes, go on, do a few for tomorrow and WhatsApp us tomorrow afternoon to pick in of your pancakes to prove. So Jerry feels better about his <laughs> mistake. <laughs> yes, please. Just Will you help me, please? Help me. I'm a week early. No, go on, do it for the crack. Make the pancakes. Go on, you will, you will. You know you will. We want you to tomorrow. I'm making them tomorrow morning and I'm bringing them in for Louise tomorrow. It's Pancake Tuesday tomorrow on your late lunch. Come what may. Anyway, come what may next. It's time to hear again from the wonderful Sinead Burke. She brings us more of a banter in a moment. Oh my God, we have the world gone mad all together. There's somebody thinks Pancake Tuesday. <laughs> the 7th or 8th of March. Holy God, it's gone wild all together. Anyway, it's Pancake Tuesday on late lunch tomorrow. One way or the other, as the song says. Anyway, it's time to hear again from Sinead Burke. She has a brilliant observational eye. And today she tells us all about one family's increasingly desperate attempt to have a holiday. It was a pretty tense situation. There's no point lying. But then there was an awful lot resting on it. A week in Spain, to be precise. The same week in Spain that we had, in our innocence, booked for March 2020. A time when all that lay ahead of us was possibilities. If the credit card didn't spontaneously burst into flames when we asked it for money, then what in the name of God was stopping us from having a break? Right enough, there was something stirring beyond in China. But that was miles away. A couple of weeks later, as we were giddily counting out our shorts and t-shirts, the rumblings of trouble moved closer. This time it was Italy. But again, we chose to give it the deaf ear. Those lads were skiing. We were off to the sun. World of difference. Four big Pollyanna heads on us. We started packing and worrying about making the carry-on weight. You can keep any fantasy in your head going until something immovable blocks your path, draped in the flag of reason and truth, giving it to you straight. In my case, it was a pal of mine who had recently become a TD. He'd only phoned up for the chat. And when I breezily mentioned we were off to the Costas in a couple of weeks, the person, who I had hitherto counted as a friend, casually and with a deceptively light touch, shook me to my flip-flops with the quiet conviction only a pole topper can get away with. 
he spoke the following words. Well, here's the thing, Sinead. You won't be going. Well, feck you, deputy, and the winning electrical ticket that you rode in on. Because then everything changed. The naive bubble that we had been living in was burst by his sharp words. And it pains me to say, I don't think we'll ever be as close again. Hours later, Ryanair confirmed the bad news. Their refund, which eventually did come back to us six months later, covered the cost of us renting a kennel in Dunmore East for three and a half hours. The rest of 20 and 2021, I spent in sporadic but increasingly desperate correspondence. Dear Holiday Company, please would it be possible to change our booking from March 2020 to September 2020? I'm sure things will be much better by then. Can you keep our deposit and use it against this new date? Akara, things still don't seem to be great this side. And I have seen from the news in Spain that you're in an awful way too. I hope all you and your colleagues are keeping positive and testing negative. Please can we change our booking again to April 2021? Can you confirm if you still have our deposit? Hi, it's me again. Things still aren't great, are they? Looks like we won't make it over in April after all. What about August? Is our deposit still okay? Hello? I'm not sure if we can travel in August. I'm not sure of anything anymore. Did I ever pay you a deposit? But then, last Christmas, emboldened by four Covid certs in the house, we reached out one last time. Dear Holiday Company, this is it. We're coming over. What have you got free during the Easter break? We'll take anything. We had a lovely time in a dog kennel in Waterford last year. So honestly, we're not picky. Which brings us back to the tense situation. As the kids gleefully pulled back out their t-shirts and shorts, and Mr Burke added suntan lotion to the weekly shopping list, I checked the passports. The eldest child's had expired. No big deal. We had faced bigger problems in the last two years. Then, Richard Boucher Hayes stuck his oar in. The news was full of scare stories of a six-month wait for them to be processed. According to Richard, it was apply online or you may throw your sombrero at getting away anytime soon. We needed an acceptable digital photograph for the application and we needed one now. Cue the most unorthodox photo shoot ever devised for an official document. All four members of the family squashed into the bathroom, each focused on their allotted task. If anyone had seen us. Mr Burke holding up a white sheet for background, youngest Burke using her TikToky ring light, and me standing behind the crew, shouting, don't smile, at the passportless child, as I frantically tried to press photograph on my phone. If the final reckoning comes, and we are faced with the dilemma of whether to cancel again or just leave the undocumented child behind, it's not exactly going to be Sophie's choice. He'll be grand. We'll bring him back a present. <laughs> Home alone, three or four on the way there. Brilliant, Sinead. Brilliant as usual. Message into us. My partner made me pancakes last year, Jerry. Bless him. I'd no choice to eat them for the effort he put in. But honest to God, they were like scrambled eggs and wallpaper paste mixed together. Oh my God. Had to let on. They were lovely. <laughs> Thank you indeed for getting in touch with us. No names there. Louise, I You're am ahead. I am ahead of the posse, aren't I? Come on. Yes. Just up here on Confused.com. <laughs> Tesco Ireland page. It says the Keelings pancake truck will be at Tesco Balbriggan on Tuesday the 22nd of February. Thank you. From 11 to 4. Get your free pancake while stops Thank last. Thank you. 
I rest my case. <laughs> I feel much better now. Anyway, we will be doing something with pancakes. Probably not 2020 or something like that. <laughs> On the show tomorrow. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive. Stay with us here on LMFM Radio. Back tomorrow, 1.30. Leaving you in the company of the wonderful Niall Horn. Have a lovely evening. I'll be honest I'm alright with me The Late Lunch with Blackstone Motors, Jota, Dundalk and Cavan. Order your new 221 Renault today from our extensive Renault range. Guaranteed delivery and low-rate APR finance. Visit blackstonemotors.ie. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.